You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, now's the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, September 28th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Check out a number of blogs related to taxation issues on the macmillanestate.com website and listen to recent editions of The Strong Room to catch up on details and features you may have missed. We continue now with a discussion of proposed changes to the Federal Income Tax Act. Around the table are Lisa Hanfield, Sanjay Niker, and Norman Ewing, all members of the professional team at Macmillan Estate Planning. Lisa, let's bring you into the conversation here. Talk about private corporations, how they're currently taxed, and what these proposed changes could mean for private corporations. So right now, private corporations are currently taxed on a two-step basis. So money comes into the corporation, have part of the tax is paid by the corporation, and then when that money comes out to the shareholders or owners of the corporation, they're taxed again a second time. But those two taxes, in theory, should equal the exact amount of tax if I was to make that dollar as an employee. So that's the theory of how it works right now. What they're trying to get at is the first $500,000 of active business income is only taxed at 12.5%, where if I was an employee and I made over $350,000 a year, I'd be paying 48% on that same money. So that's can be seen as unfair at first blush. And so that's what they're looking at here. Uh, And what would the proposed changes mean? So the proposed changes would mean that the corporate rate would remain the same, or at least it's proposed to remain the same at this point. But what would happen is any of that money that the corporation uses to reinvest in its business might be punitively taxed. And the way the rules are reading right now, they're looking at possibly that income could end up being taxed at a whopping 73%. How does one plan for that? If you're a client with that kind of situation, how do you protect your income? Uh, and 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 still meet the legal requirements of paying tax. Yes, of course, meeting the legal requirements of paying tax is important, but you need to plan. And the most important thing is, if these changes are coming in January 1st, the most important thing is, is to start planning now. It's not too early to start. Um, we only have a few months before these changes come in. So it's best to consult with the, your professional advisors. Sanjay, want to jump in? They're attacking... Some, what is commonly referred to as CCPCs, which is Canadian-controlled private corporations. And uh, Canadian co- uh, Canadian-controlled private corporations, at one point in time, it was very advantageous to be a Canadian-controlled private corporation. In fact, there's rules in the Income Tax Act that 
precludes you from being a Canadian-controlled private corporations if you meet any of these exceptions, and there's a number of them. And I think things have changed now where it's almost punitive to be a Canadian-controlled private corporation, especially carrying on a passive business, for example, a rental business. If you have a rental business, you enter into this refundable tax regime, which is, you know, you pay your corporate taxes, and if you don't declare a certain amount of dividends, you will get tax, an additional tax in the company that you get refunded when you pay these dividends out. And what people generally used to do, or they did, was to insert a family trust on top of their corporation so that the income split, the dividends that they come, that come out of these passive income corporations so that, you know, the second level of tax is minimized. So for example, if you have $100,000 uh, rental income inside your corporation versus a $100,000 rental income personally, well, if you're in the highest tax bracket, like Lisa said, you'd be paying $48,000 in taxes almost. But if you're, if the same income is inside your corporation, you pay the part one tax in the corporation. And if you dividend add out and in income split that dividend amongst your family members, you can really eliminate that personal level of tax and you can, you have enough family members. And so you end up paying the, only the part one tax in your corporation, which can be substantially less than if you had the same property owned personally. So these are some of the changes that the government is, is trying to implement to, to, to fix the, the system. Does it change the meaning and value of having a trust? Well, yeah, Peter, I think, uh, you know, tax planning on the corporate and, and, and the trust and all these different levels is, is going to be thrown on its ear with these proposed changes. And we're going to have to rethink a lot of this. Uh, you know, we mentioned integration theory uh, a little bit here. And, and you know, this concept that, um, you know, if you earn income personally as an em employee of, of a corporation or, uh, you know, if you own a corporation, that corporation owns income and it flows down to you through salary or dividends, uh, you know, those sorts of decisions. Um, you know, shouldn't really be so affected by the tax rules. It, it should be kind of neutral. You should be paying similar um, taxation depending on how you structure. And so you're structuring for perhaps different reasons rather than taxes. Now, I think the reality with, uh, you know, these proposed changes is, uh, you know, it's going to um, throw a lot of those, uh, you know, assumptions that we've had in the past and, and way of doing <coughs> business uh, with corporations um, in, into a, a different way. And, and we're going to have to uh, reevaluate and, and re-ask, um, you know, are we going to retain this money in the corporation? Are we going to pay it out as salary? Are we going to pay it out as dividends? Uh, you know, if we've got a family trust, uh, you know, associated with the corporation, um, how is that going to work? And and so we're really going to have to uh, start fresh with corporations and, and those corporate uh, clients um, and, and ask, uh, you know, what's the effective way to run these things? Um, you know, how do we want to manage this um, so that we're not getting into this punitive, uh, um, you know, stage where we're, you know, paying 70% uh, or more on, on taxes because because of poor decisions within the business. In summary, the federal government has identified a whole bunch of pools of cash, some of which are very large, and they want their share. And they're trying to bring in legislation and changes to ensure that they get it. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's a bit of um, class war rhetoric going on here as well, uh, focusing on uh, the supposed 1% and saying, you know, there's, you know, very wealthy people out here that are, are cheating the system and aren't paying their, their fair share of taxes and things like that. Um, you know, the reality is with, uh, you know, with biz, you know, small businesses in Canada is, is most small businesses in Canada are operating uh, in a corporate structure for various reasons. Uh, you know, it may not necessarily be for taxes, it may be for 
protection for liability for all sorts of things. Um, and so this is going to um, you know, make it difficult um, because uh, they're going to have to make uh, new decisions uh, and perhaps operate in a different fashion um, if these um, changes come into effect. The debate on proposed changes to the Income Tax Act continues across the country. It will continue on the Strong Room as well as we seek to inform and prepare you for what may lie ahead. A Macmillan Estate Planning Minute with founder and president Sherry Macmillan. Many of us are going to live to 100 and the studies show that. And so all good estate planning to me should be safeguarding you the retiree first and it's going to protect you through the decades ahead that you face during retirement and give you the peace of mind and security that your lifestyle is protected and then that plan itself actually acts as a dual-edged sword because it can act as the plan for your children and so it's really fundamentally important understanding how long we're living every plan and every technique that you employ first of all protects you and is going to give you the protection you deserve through those retirement phases of life. Macmillan Estate Planning for Families. Your financial security, retirement goals, and family legacy can all be safeguarded with a customized life plan. MacmillanEstate.com. Proposed changes to Canada's Income Tax Act are liable to have a significant impact on many Canadians. If you are a farmer, a rancher, or own a professional corporation, you should know what these proposed changes mean for you. If you have a life plan or a business plan, you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a plan, now's the time to develop one. Think about investing 90 minutes in your financial future on Thursday evening, September 28th at the next Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar. Call the office to register weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. I'm Peter Watts. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on News Talk 770.